you ready, eager young space cadet? Meep, meep. I call a pussy supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, and welcome back to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today is a fellow podcaster and Looney Tunes aficionado, as well as actor, Jaquise Neal. What's up? Hey, Jaquise, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for making the time and oh, being man. on it. Listen, man, anytime I get to talk about some Looney Tunes, I'm here. I'm there for it. Awesome. I wanted to give a quick shout out to your podcast, Culture Kings. Yeah. That's currently on Earwolf. Yes, 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 yes. Culture awesome. Kings. Just a pop culture and uh, comedy podcast with two black male comedians. And yeah, we talk about whatever we want to, which is nice. But yeah, it's, it's always, we also do weird stuff too. So it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Very cool. Well, you're going to see a lot of similarities between that show and this show, Love especially it. with the weirdness. Love it. Love which, it. Which our audience, I think, enjoys. Love it. Uh, so if you guys like this, uh, go ahead and check out Culture Kings as well. Yeah, please do. Yeah. All right. So this week, we're going to cover a couple of tunes. Uh, we're going to cover Daffy Duck in his or outside of his element, really, mm. because he is dressed for Palm Springs, and he arrives <laughs> in the uh, in the Alps, I believe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the Everglades. So we're going to be talking Beanstalk Bunny, Alibaba Bunny, and Abominable Snow Rabbit. Three classics, man. They are. Three classics, and I think, I don't know if it, this is right around the time when they really start putting Bugs and Daffy together. This is right after... Uh, yeah. the, uh, the the three hunting pictures. Uh, rabbit fire, rabbit seasoning, and duck, rabbit, duck. Per- what so, a perfect pairing. Which we're going to cover later on. It's going to be its own thing. That's yeah. very special and near and dear to me. But these were also Chuck Jones cartoons, and they had that same chemistry. And mm-hmm. back in the day, whenever these two appeared on screen together, it was like the like Bean Crosby and and Bob Hope like coming together it was like one of those classic pairings yeah man and do we re- do we even have those today not in animation for sure not in animation um, but in live I don't, action I don't even think in comedians? live action um not really not not that not anything that's readily off the top of my head right where... I, I feel like in the 80s it was Robin Williams and Whoopi Goldberg and um, Billy Crystal. Like those three. Oh, when they came together. Yeah, whenever they yeah. came together, everyone yeah. was like, oh my God, it's them. Yeah. I mean, we also have Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I guess that's probably... That's the closest. But even that is the aughts or the sure. early 2010s. You sure. Know? So it's still nice to see them together, but we've also seen them together so much mm. that because they both did SNL at the, around the same time that... Like it, it not it, not like seeing like Bugs and Daffy together, or like you said, uh, like the stars from like the eighties and yeah earlier. It's, it's it's pretty crazy that we don't have that. I think we just have too much media. Yeah, I mean maybe that's, that's it just drowned reason. out. Yeah, the the ability to do this where you have like two juggernauts of comedy coming together. Right, everything is so saturated that yeah. even seeing people, and then people also have their own platforms now. So if they want to sure. work together, they don't have to wait for a studio to, to make it happen. You know, exactly. they can just do take an Instagram picture and be like, "Oh man, they together." <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know what I would say? I think The Rock and Kevin Hart yeah. might actually be the closest we have. Yeah, they I, I love their relationship. Comparable. Yeah, I love their relationship. Yeah, I think that's. I think that. I think that is very true. Yeah. I think one difference between them and obviously is animation. Right. Uh, they both star in their own movies and things like that, but them coming together is slightly different because we get to see a whole new side of Daffy. Right. Whenever he's with Fox, that we like Kevin Hart and The Rock even coming together is still they're very much themselves. It's just the pairing <laughs> works so yes. well. Yeah, the exactly. pairing works so well. Well, before we get into t- uh, those topics, I want to touch on some news. So let's open up the What's Up Doc. Yeah. Inside the doc, we have Mighty Jacks. They have 
created some toys or sculptures of Marvin the Marfin and Tweety with half of their skin on and skeletal underlying but underneath it and i love the the design of this yeah and i feel like it's new and refreshing and i want one <laughs> yeah it's dope i saw a picture of it and i uh i'm not i'm not a huge like uh like figurine or collectibles, collectibles yeah. uh person not as I, I i have a few but not a lot but one thing that i love is when you get those different where it's just not sure Especially with Marvin the Martian, I remember the 2000s era where Looney Tunes and hip hop was a very big deal. It was, yeah. Uh, and they would put all of the Looney Tune characters in like baggy jeans and stuff like that. And it was cool to see them a little different, but I think this in this new era, like the half skeleton and then their face, is such a jarring change from yeah. what you're used to. Sure, that is really cool to see. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It's a really unique design. Yeah, and different. Like you wouldn't yeah. think. You wouldn't think because like Looney Tunes a hip hop. Yeah, I get it. Hip hop sure. was popular, but this is a reimagine. Not even a reimagine, but just such a specific way to introduce like. The new, not a new era of Looney Tune characters, but a new way to look at them and collect some really cool stuff. And doesn't it give you the sense like they're real? Like if, yeah. if you see something with a skeletal yeah. structure behind it, you're like, oh, that that actually like is real. Yeah, like, man. I don't know anything that doesn't have a skeleton. <laughs> I mean, I guess a snake, jellyfish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never seen a jellyfish. <laughs> You've never seen a jellyfish? Not not in person. Not I in think. person? No. I've seen them you on must TV. Stay out of the ocean. Oh, I can't swim, so yeah, I stay out oh, of the okay. ocean. Yeah. yeah, I stay out of the ocean. They have swam up to me. It's very scary. Yeah, because they hurt, right? They hurt. If they, yeah, if they sting you, Mm-mm. if you touch them. Mm-mm. Well, you can pre-order your Marvin the Martian collectible figure on Mighty Jack's website, which I will put in the uh, in the website. And um, Are they going to do... You said they have Marvin and Tweety right now. Marvin and Tweety for pre-order. Are they? Do they have a plan to... I hope so. I don't know. I yeah. think it, it depends on how well these sell. Yeah. So we'll see. Very bold to... I mean, Marvin and Tweety are both very popular characters. Very very bold to start with them. Yeah. As opposed to like a Bugs or a Daffy or even like a Sylvester. Sure. Um, and Elma Fudd. Tweety has... Tweety a has huge a big following. following, yeah. But Marvin doesn't as much. You'll, you'd be surprised. I, I might be, be yeah. I might be. All right, in other news, we have a really cool celebration that the Hollywood Bowl is doing. Mm-hmm. They have just announced that for the 30th anniversary of Looney Tunes at the Bowl and for Bugs Bunny's 80th, they will be having a live performance scored live for the audience to watch these cartoons that they put on the screen. And maybe there are going to be special guests. We don't mm. know. But I really want to go to this. I do too. And there will be new cartoons that are going to be playing at this Love Hollywood it. Bowl pre- uh, premiere or event. Love it. Uh, that you'll only be able to see if you have HBO Max or okay. if the shorts have been released by then. I'm not really sure because the release schedule is kind of up in the air still. Yeah. But it looks like this and HBO Max will be launching in July. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see I, what you'll be able to, you know, catch first. I can't wait. I have you done a Hollywood Bowl? I have. Like, yeah, I have, but not for this. Not for Looney Tunes or cartoons. Me, on me the either. Thing. I did the Muppets. And did you? That was incredible. I bet. I've done uh, John Williams, which, like, that's the one that everybody goes to. But it was so cool. I can't wait for this because that's one thing that I mean, people who know Looney Tunes, we know that. Music was a very big part of those early shorts, very especially so. the Merry Melodies. Uh, but I feel like it's something that a lot of people have disconnected from Looney Tunes, sure. just in the general public, yeah. of how much music and orchestra music <laughs> was a part of those cartoons. Uh, and I think it would be so dope to see an orchestra play with the cartoons behind it. Yeah. Just like those old cartoons where like Bugs is uh, conducting the orchestra. I, ah, man, I, I, it would be so fun to be there and actually see see it happen. I believe I, that I'm excited. Corny Cornsetto. Yeah, agree. but yeah, uh, I I agree. And you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but Warner Brothers actually had a full orchestra score all of the classic cartoons. Yeah. and Disney didn't even have that. Yeah. So you have this really cool aspect that you're able to promote 
if you put the Looney Tunes out there in this way. And I love the fact that they're doing that. Yeah. And I feel like they they need to have a bigger celebration for Bugs' 80th. They do. We'll get there maybe. I hope but so. his actual birthday is in July, so we'll see. Okay. I listen, I'm a Disney I'm a Disney nerd, but I always say I'm a Disney Parks nerd. Mickey Mouse is the greatest branding character of all time. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny is the greatest cartoon character of all time. Uh, <laughs> I he, love that. You know, like <laughs> the brand of Mickey Mouse is so synonymous with Disney. Yes. You can't get it you can't beyond that. Them. But when it comes to an actual cartoon character, they're not even close to me. <laughs> so Bugs Bunny is the goat. He is the king. And the fact that more respect isn't put on his name right now as the goat of cartoon characters is insane to me. So, Well, speaking of the king, we have some king-like toys coming out from Funko where nice. Bugs Bunny has four new looks and figures to collect. And uh, they all come from classic Bugs Bunny appearances. One is from Slick Hair from 1947, where Bugs dances in the fruit hat, mm-hmm. referencing Carmen Miranda. Mm-hmm. And then we have This Is It, uh, that reference of um, the intro from the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show, where they come out and like, dun, 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 Yeah. Dun, dun, oh, I used to love that. <laughs> the overture. I used um, to love that. It's so good. I got a fun. I got a crazy story of uh, when that. So that always came on for me on Saturday mornings cartoons. Oh yeah, me too. And I'll never forget the first time. I'm, well, not the first time she got really mad at me, but the first time she, uh, my mom. I remember my mom getting mad at me for something I said about somebody else. It's when Princess Diana died, and I was young. Uh, like when did she died? Mid '90s. So I was like 10. Yeah. I didn't get it. But I was also like, man, how come Looney Tunes ain't on, man? I don't want to watch this coverage about this dead woman. And she was like, <laughs> boy. And she was so mad. She got so mad at me. Man, she, Princess Diana was messing up my cartoons, man. Uh, which is such a crappy thing to think now. But I was 10. I'm For sure, yeah. Much older now. <laughs> but yeah, I'll always... I'll always remember that intro, that cartoon, and Princess Diana forever because of that. As a 10-year-old kid, I think that's the perfect reaction. Yeah. Because it's you're missing out on laughs mm-hmm. for sadness. Mm-hmm. And kids always lean toward you know the humor in life. And you know having death put in front of your face instead of comedy. Right. You're going to want the comedy. And you don't get it. Yeah, you don't yeah. get it. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. That's cool. Um, I'm glad you're on the podcast. (laughs) The other, uh, so there's two more. One is uh, Super Rabbit from 1943. That is when Bugs ate a carrot that was super enhanced and Mm -hmm. gave him Superman-esque abilities. Great cartoon. Um, So it's him with the cape and the S symbol. That's dope. And like him, him holding the, with the that, carrot. With that loose, with that loose ass uh, Superman yeah, costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that all of these actually have him uh, holding a carrot. Although, I'm not sure if uh, Slick Hair does, but maybe there's a carrot in his hat. We'll maybe. see. Uh, and then the last one is Showbiz Bugs mm-hmm. uh, from 1957, where Bugs is in a top hat and black se- and uh, black tuxedo, and he's competing against Daffy for the praise from the audience. And all Bugs has to do is go out there and be like, Hey guys! <laughs> and then everyone claps, Classic. and then Daffy goes out there and like puts on his all, and like Nothing. is like sweating and breathing heavy, and, and yeah, it just crickets. It is. It is truly. <laughs> so many people don't realize. So many people don't realize how influential Looney Tunes and these very simple stories were. They were very much the template for so many uh, future cartoons. I'm thinking like even that specific one. Is very similar to like SpongeBob and Squidward, right? Mm, yeah. Where that da- like Daffy Duck is literally more talented. <laughs> <laughs> he is ki- he killed himself. He killed himself at the he, end of that he cartoon. Does, yeah, yeah. He blew himself up, which they don't show anymore on TV, rightfully so. But as OG, yeah, for we, his OGs who remember we before the FCC was like, maybe we should stop showing this. Um, but he's killing himself and he's getting nothing and it, and and like that Squidward right so talented all the art and nobody cares right. uh like that story I'm sure it didn't start with Looney Tune but on animation right like they bought that to the forefront as a classic story to tell and it's oh man I could talk about just how influential like Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies was to animation all day long 
All day long. Well, that's what we're here to do. So let's talk about some cartoons. Do it. Let's start with Beanstalk Bunny. This came out in 1955. Mm -hmm. It was directed by Chuck Jones. All of these actually talked about or directed by Chuck Jones. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this run of Daffy and Bugs pairings was so wonderful to see. And it Mm -hmm. never got old. Like you had these jokes that just flew off the page and they flew off the TV. And like you're just cackling with laughter and it never gets old i watched uh alibaba bunny three times Mm -hmm. before you know sitting down here today and i laughed at the same moments every time they're so they're so they're they're timeless which is hard to do with comedy uh because comedy often dates very easily right? right so and and the thing about these is they're so timeless because they're so simple um it's so funny, and, and even it's it's all even though you know the jokes are coming, right? And you know the the gags are coming. It still makes you laugh because one, there aren't any actors to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, voice actors, but uh, there aren't any like on camera actors. But two, I don't know. It's just so relatable. Yeah, with our wildest imagination. So. Exactly. So yeah. Beanstalk Bunny is where Daffy sells his cow mm-hmm. for some beans, and I love how we don't even get that interaction. It no. starts with Daffy going, "Man, he was the best salesman I've ever ran across, and he gave me these beans." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it started with him feeling like he got swindled. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He throws the beans, and they go into Bugs Bunny. I believe it says Bugs Bunny Esquire yeah. on the mailbox. The only time, or one of the only times that I've ever seen that. Yeah. Uh, but it, the beans fall down, and then the beanstalk immediately grows out of the hole and mm. way up into the sky. And Daffy's like, well, better start climbing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, Gra- Daffy is now a greedy, uh, materialistic bunny. Uh, or a duck, a duck. at he's, that point. He's always like that. Uh, yeah. which, which makes him great. He's very relatable in that way. He is. Um, one of the greatest characters of all time. So one of the things that I wanted to mention was uh, Chuck Jones described Daffy as, and, and their relationship was Bugs is who we aspire to be, but Daffy is who we are when we wake up in the morning. Mm. Daffy is the person that is flawed. He is the most human-like. Yeah. Uh, you have a situation where they go into you know Elmer Fudd, giant Elmer Fudd's lair uh, amongst the clouds, and Daffy's like, "Oh, there's got to be gold here." Mm-hmm. Like he's already thinking about how he can get rich quick from this en- enterprise of being in the giant's lair. And Bugs is like, "Well, actually, we should try to just save ourselves and you know get out of here." <laughs> right, right. Uh, but you know, it's it's adds to the comedy, and it's always uh, a great foil for. For both of them to play off of each other. Yeah, such a perfect pairing because you know, like you said, Bugs. It, Bugs is very he's 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 seemingly the 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 brains of the operation, uh, and he is in many ways. But he also has a lot of dumb luck, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times. And Daffy is so greedy, but he also is a very intelligent. But he just lets he lets his greed get in front. Of oh yeah, it that always intelligence, gets the best right? Of him. Because yeah. Yeah, if if a giant beanstalk popped in the in the air, yes, I would be scared. But like that really smart part of my brain would be like, what if he do got a like a gold ring up there? You know how big that gold ring is. If I were to bring it down to this world, I could get so much money off of that. <laughs> That's genius. That's so genius. Part of, part of the part of the lore of this story is that. You know, if a beanstalk shows up after you sell a cow for beans, like, you know that there is going to be a reward at the end of this beanstalk. Mm -hmm. And there's magic already in the world because Mm -hmm. of this, you know, showing up. But what I love specifically about what they do here is they have the characters break the fourth wall and they reference the storyline of the beanstalk story with Jack and the beanstalk. Yeah. And Bugs even calls out to Elmer, like, you're not after us. You're after Jack. And <laughs> so funny. and then Bugs goes, and that's Jack. And he points right. to Daffy and he's yeah. like, I'm not Jack. <laughs> Bugs is always going to save his own skin, man. He's going to save his own skin. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love the fourth wall breaking. Yeah. I, and I love that giant Elmer is still just as gullible as normal sized Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> in that world. In that world. And <laughs> and that's one fun thing about the old Looney Tunes cartoons was 
I mean, in just in general, where because they were shorts, all the characters around Bugs Bunny would change quite a bit, like would mm. change quite a bit, and they would play different versions of themselves, which right. was very fun to see. Uh, so yeah, you normally get Hunter Elmer, you know, and I should I even remember, you know, Chunky Elmer. Oh yeah, <laughs> from but, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, but but to get like giant Beanstalk Elmer, but he's still like chasing these tiny <laughs> like ant-sized <laughs> like animals is so fun to watch because you just know you know the beats. Yeah, you know the beats, but they're still so enjoyable to watch. I'm glad you brought up the uh, the tiny aspect because there is a similarity between this and the next short, um, Alibaba, where the character shrinks and mm-hmm. you have a, a fun little play on the size element mm-hmm. of what they consider a success or not. You know, right. like having Daffy go after um, the giant's gold um, and, you know, he just needs a small piece of it. Um, and then he is confronted with a large amount of gold, but then whenever he's tiny at the end, which we'll get to, uh, he goes after Bugs's pearl. And yeah. Clam and yeah. Like, it's giant. It's, it's giant. Mine. Right. Mine, mine, all mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, one of the other aspects to this wonderful cartoon, um, Beanstalk Bunny is what we're still talking about, was when they are trapped behind the glass and it turns into a silent film, mm-hmm. but you get such wonderful score out of Carl Starling's orchestra. And I love that we just get a moment of that. And it's it's just magic. Yeah. Like, you can do so much with these characters and with an orchestra, especially a Carl Starling-conducted orchestra, who mm-hmm. was just the master of putting these sounds in. Like, a lot of people don't realize it, but anytime there was, like, a comedic beat or comedic moment in the music... It was actually added by the orchestra, and it, it was it sounded like a sound effect. Yeah. But it was just the orchestra like adding to the cartoon. Yeah. It's amazing. It's pretty dope, man. Like because you know they're not the first thing to score anything that obviously started with talkies and all that good stuff, right. but uh, or silent films, I should say. But um, but to you know as a kid, like to have that type of you know, cross entertainment. I, I'm not sure the right word I'm looking for, but you know, we're so used to wanting the dialogue and the, the, the jokes and we know the characters' voices and things like that. But very early on realizing like, oh, I can also be entertained and also understand the beats just from the music right. uh, as well was a really interesting thing to realize as a very, like, Fantasia is a good example of that. Yes. Even though I fell asleep during Fantasia when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, my mom said it's the first movie I fell asleep during. <laughs> but that's what made that movie so special. Is It is a movie told through the through the expression of music and sound, right? Absolutely. And great. while Fantasia is groundbreaking in a lot of ways, it is harnessing just that aspect and it's it's beautiful yeah but it is boring oh it's boring as hell i would i would completely agree with you. yeah it's very boring i never need to watch it again but here's the difference um there is a (laughs) i'm jumping all over the place but that's fine the audience is used to it (laughs) um there is a special feature on the golden collection for abominable snow rabbit where you can listen to the just music track really and it takes out the dialogue and everything else and it's just the music. And I will tell you that it is more entertaining. Interesting. I need than, to watch that. Than Fantasia. Oh, I bet. I bet. Fantasia is Fantasia's boring, man. Uh, I never I never have to watch it again. But I want to watch that. That's so interesting. But it's great because even though you know the dialogue and like you'll see the characters talking, you don't need to hear it to understand the comedic situation that they're yeah. in. And it's so brash and so contrast to everything that is normal about the situation because you have a giant yeti there yeah like you still laugh you still get all of the punchlines. you still get all of the the hits and everything mm-hmm. because it's all in the music i mean one thing to bring up another it's a looney tune cartoon Go but one it, yeah. that's not on the three Go but one it. thing one reason why chuck jones is a legend and i'm confident in saying that he was one of the first, if not the first one to test this theory, uh, was his cartoon, uh, Duck Amuck. Oh, sure. Which is, I think, the greatest animation 
short of all time. It's a masterpiece. Um, it is a true masterpiece. Undeniably. Yeah, because the theory that he tested in that is that we don't need visuals to understand personality in, in animation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he kept changing so much of Daffy Duck, where he was unrecognizable for most of that cartoon, but it didn't matter. It was Daffy Duck, and you got him the entire episode right yeah um and he was it was one of the first things to do that to show personality goes beyond what you see mm-hmm. um and that especially in animation and so the same thing with like abominable snowman or and when i hear like oh you take out all the dialogue you don't need it you don't need you it don't. because you know these characters so well and you understand the personality you understand the beats you understand the the actual uh, emotion that is supposed to be elicited that you don't need what you think you'd normally need to understand content. But I will say it is great. Like oh, Mel, it's Mel, great. Mel Blanc's impression, or like Mel, Mel Blanc's voices oh, for these characters legend. are insanely distinct. So great. And you don't even hear Mel Blanc anymore. Like yeah. you just hear the characters. Um, there is thankfully another one that we have currently doing the voices of Bugs and Daffy that mm-hmm. is on the same level. Great. Um, for the new shorts. For the new shorts, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm very sad to say I I've only seen like I haven't seen many of them. Well, they haven't come out yet. Oh, okay. They haven't I saw come out like yet, two. As soon as they do, I'll I'll send them to your. Perfect. Wife. Perfect. <laughs> I saw the one when they announced it, and I've seen one more since then. But that explains why I haven't seen any of them, because they haven't come out yet. Yeah, they haven't come out yet, but Great. as soon as they do, I'll be reviewing them here on the podcast for yeah. all of you, and uh, and yeah, enjoy, yeah, we'll all enjoy them together. The the uh, the dude who's doing Daffy is a is a man of color, right? If I'm uh, not Eric mistaken. Bowser. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. I think that's so dope. Yeah. He's great. Um, so it was sticking to Beanstalk Bunny, just real quick, wrapping, wrapping it up, uh, I wanted to note that uh, there is a really fun sight gag of Elmer reading Little Women. Oh, I didn't <laughs> notice that. That's very funny. <laughs> That's very funny. And uh, and then lastly, he smokes uh, a cigarette to try to get uh, Daffy and Bugs out of his head. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because obviously that joke would never play today. Yeah. And it it actually works. Like it's really funny yeah. in this context because they're – they're moving through his body to like stop him from smoking. Yeah. And it like at one point Daffy I think peeks his head out through the cigarette. They both do. They, they both, both do, do like two yeah. or three times. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's fantastic. Which is so funny. Not they they're in his was supposed to be his brain, apparently. Yes. Or the top part of his skull. <laughs> but when they realize he's gonna when it's they realize he's gonna smoke him out, they come down. <laughs> they not only do they come down through his face they come out of his mouth and through the cigarette yeah. and blow out <laughs> the fire. Yes, none it's of it so makes funny. sense, but it's wonderful. It, it's so funny. <laughs> the anatomy makes no sense. He's very hollow inside. Yeah, is, is what we're into. My favorite believe. part. My favorite part of that is that he could see them inside of his head. Right. <laughs> like yeah, like the other side of his eyes also work. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so silly. It's it so is. silly. Um. So let's move on. To also, Alibaba. I just love the running gag of this version of Daffy and Bugs, where I wonder what ever happened to that crazy duck. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He just leaves them there. He always leaves them. He just leaves them there. But and it's Bugs, Daffy's fault. Bugs finds the giant carrots. Mm-hmm. And I love that because he's not looking for riches. He's not looking for something that is of monetary value. But whenever he finds the giant carrots, he's like, that's something I can actually partake in and enjoy mm-hmm. for myself. And I'm going to do that. Yeah. And, and he eats like half of a giant carrot and he's so full. Yeah, so he got a fat belly. And it's amazing. Like, we never see that side of Bugs where he just takes one for his own. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to gonna take that one yeah i am gonna take this is this will make me wealthy but inside <laughs> inside <though. laughs> all right so alibaba bunny was from 19 1957 mm-hmm. and also directed by chuck jones mm-hmm. and obviously based on the tale of alibaba and the 40 thieves uh which obviously coming from chuck jones's background he's very literate he read a like so many stories growing up so i'm sure that whenever it came up like let's put Bugs and Daffy in a certain situation. He's like, well, what if they encounter Alibaba? Like that would be a really fun 
um, meetup. Yeah. And uh, while I don't believe they actually meet Alibaba, they don't. They they do run into his guard. Uh, it was Hassan. 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 Yeah. Um, so what did you think of this one? I mean, this is one of my favorites too, just because it is so silly. Um, it has it, it hits all the moments that I love. Uh, the you know the traveling underground and popping up in the wrong place and <laughs> ah, should have took a left at Albuquerque. It hits all of that. Uh, I also just think it is one of the funniest Daffy episodes. Like they're all funny, but this one just had an extra special like sense of silliness to him because of you know i'm wealthy i'm rich i'm socially stable like (laughs) just the dialogue his dialogue in this and just him mine 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 and like pushing the heads down he it is the dialogue in this is so funny um hassan chop like it's so (laughs) the dialogue in this is so funny and it's I so the, silly. I love the part where he forgets the open sesame. Yes. And he's like, oh, no, I don't remember the <laughs> it's word. so funny. <laughs> it's so open. It's so open Saskatchewan. I mean, this is one of the ones where the dialogue of this carried. Uh, not, not so much the slap snick, the slapstickness of it. or And that was still funny. Sure. Or, or even... You know the the one upsmanship right. that you get out of a lot of these, or the comeuppance, like from sure. the, the, all of that is still there. But this one was so special to me because I think the dialogue uh, was so strong and, and throughout this, where it was so funny. It's very well written, and there's so many pieces of dialogue here that come off as almost uh, improv, mm-hmm. but it's not. Like we know that he wrote these scripts and like. They went off page maybe a handful of times. Right. But he doesn't, like, he sticks to the script and he, he makes it sound so seamless mm-hmm. that it, it comes off as natural. It comes off as that improvisation. Yep. And it's so well written that the dialogue becomes our favorite part yeah. because of that. And it's it's not just the dialogue, though. It's, it's the way that the dialogue plays off each other. Mm-hmm. It's you have this really confident bugs who he arrives and he's like immediately looking at the map and going, okay, where did I go wrong? I wonder, uh, you know, I just bet we should have turned left at Albuquerque. How do I backtrack this? And then Daffy immediately sees the gold and is transfixed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I know what we're doing. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take all this for myself. Um, but, you know, Bugs doesn't even look at the gold. And, like, that dynamic of, like, that altruism versus that spon- spontaneous greed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. This one, also is, this one also is very, I don't know if it's the first, maybe you know. But before this, a lot of their shorts that they were in together, and, and probably some after this, generally had them not like meet meet they would know each other but they would meet in the short um like the hunting season was like bugs was already there and then daffy was there somehow but this one is kind of the first one that i can remember where we get the inclination that they hang out together because they're traveling together sure uh which leads us to like if you go you know decades later to uh is it the Looney Tunes show where they, oh, live, yeah, together. Where they live together? Yeah, yeah. and like, they, and they they are a true duo. Like, it's not just that they, you know, Bugs is top dog and Daffy is also one of the more popular characters. It's like, no, we hang out together. Right. I can't stand him, but we hang out together. Well, I would say that there was a moment in the last uh, hunting picture, uh, Duck Rabbit Duck, where. Bugs, or where Daffy comes over and asks Bugs for a cup of sugar. Okay. And it's just to get him out of the hole yeah. for Elmer to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I agree with you, and I think that this might actually be the first time that they travel together. Yeah. Um, willingly. Willingly, right. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, oh, they, they travel together. Like, they are companions. Correct. Um, and, They're friends. And, and that started that, that relationship where Bugs and Daffy are not just two separate entities that always clash heads, but they are they generally travel together. The part of this that always makes me laugh is when Daffy runs to Bugs and goes, Save me, save me, pal! <laughs> save me, pal! Save me. <laughs> Almost like 30 seconds right after, Get out of here! Mine, mine, mine! <laughs> save me, pal! Save me! 
<laughs> it's like I said, the dialogue in this episode is just so fun and so great. Here's something else I noticed. Daffy Duck is the first duck to swim in money. He really? Sw- he swims in money in this. Interesting. He, he does a head dive. Yeah. And he goes yeah. into the gold coins. And I'm like, oh. That's funny. Scrooge McDuck, you stole this you movie, stole that. You stole that. <laughs> Disney. Disney stole all their good ideas. <laughs> all their short ideas from Looney Tunes. Even, I think Silly Symphonies was first, right? Before uh, Mary Melodies? Yes, it was. And like Mary Melodies just did it better. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. yeah. Um, so I also wanted to touch on the culture appropriation that mm-hmm. goes on in this because we have a Eastern, a Middle Eastern, uh, representation here. That is a caricature caricature yeah. of the time yeah. and, you know, of the time it's all problematic in hindsight and, you know, I mean, it was problematic then, Yeah. but you know, people were more accepting of it and they were able to laugh along with it. And now yeah. it's, eh, a little cringy. It is a little cringy, and I, I, I still think there is an element uh, that you can laugh at even today. Speaking as a black man, when like Looney Tunes was popular for doing a lot of blackface <laughs> and a lot of, I mean, yes, like you know, so you know, there, there is an element that obviously goes too far that speaks to, uh, like blackface it should not be done. No, but having Middle Eastern characters in your in your short. Yeah, go for it. But now the difference is, let's not make fun of them. Let's also probably get some Middle Eastern actors to voice them and not the white guys that I'm sure were voicing them back then. It was all Mel Blanc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, yeah. like, you know, so these, so having these characters on screen, you know, as opposed to having somebody in blackface on screen or having, uh, for instance, like Tom and Jerry, having Big Mama, the black mama, you know, where you just sure. see her fat ankles. Yeah, that, that, no. But these characters, we can have these characters. They just need to be done with more care and done appropriately. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, but, you know, it is a product of the time. I think that's important to understand. It doesn't mean the timer's right. It just means that it it is what it is. Um, Yeah, we still love Hassan Chop. Yeah, Hassan Chop is hilarious (laughs) to me. It's so funny to me. So yeah, I think you can still laugh at it and understand and 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 understand what it is, but um, but know that these times had to change and they did. Yes. And I think Warner Brothers, I think they were the first, if I'm not mistaken, the first like company to put out some of their old stuff with tags at the front saying, "Yes, they were." Yes. Yeah, you know, hey, this reflects a time that you know, it was a different time and this is wrong. It was wrong then, it's wrong now. I think they were one of the first companies to do that with Looney Tunes. They were, yeah. And um, on the Golden Collection, I believe it starts on uh, volume three. It's Whoopi Goldberg and she addresses it directly. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she, uh, it says exactly that. At the time it was wrong and now it is wrong, but these are how they were and here they are presented mm-hmm. to you in the pristine way without anything edited out of them. Yeah. And as an adult collector... You look at that and you're like, I'm really thankful that it's been addressed. Mm -hmm. And moving forward, let's all learn from this and Mm -hmm. not do it again. Um, But it shouldn't take away from the craft. No, it shouldn't take away from the craft. And also, we were kids. Like, listen, I I think most people who know about these shorts back in the day know these weren't children cartoons. Right. Um, As opposed to what they became, what animation became like in the 70s and 80s where they start gearing toward children a lot more but we would still watch them as children i didn't get the all the blackface and all that stuff when i was eight you know as opposed to adults who got it then and know it was wrong then and know it's wrong now but because so many kids watch it i do think that it's fair to have them watch it and explain to them why it's wrong so i think it's a good thing to still see it and have the conversation about it yeah it could be a teaching tool yeah for sure yeah all right, so that is Alibaba Bunny, and we love it. It's great. So great. So um, great. And now we are going to let's do a quick detour. You let's take do a, it. You want to take a detour? It. Let's do that. All right, we're going to detour into the world of mayhem. Ooh. This is the mobile app game slash PC game that you can download and play, and they have currently released Taurus Daffy from the next short we're going to be talking about, Abominable Snow Rabbit. Yes. 
So in the game, World of Mayhem, there are different areas that you can unlock characters in. And I'm have, I there is a, this game. Yeah, there's a summit area where everything is frozen. Mm -hmm. And Taurus Daffy is Daffy from that episode just visiting the Alps. And he's wearing his bathing suit, yeah. ready for a dive into a really warm pool. And uh, turns out it's not so warm. <laughs> so yeah. he is an epic character in the game. Um, you will have to build his snowy cave to okay. build up his... Uh, his character traits. Um, he has a friendship skill with Bugs Bunny Tunes, which is really cool, and a friendship skill with all of Daffy Tunes. Interesting. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, his skill set includes Icy Trickle, <laughs> Can't Stand the Pain, Do Me a Favor, mm. I'm Not a Bunny Rabbit, <laughs> Explosive Outburst, and Emergency Care. That's funny. So this is a character that I feel everyone needs to try to get on yeah. the, uh, the latest campaign, which is c going on currently within the world of Mayhem. That's dope. That's uh, dope. Yeah, and we have some designs here. What do you think of the designs? Uh, you know, they, I I I love classic designs, I love and the I eyes. don't think they need to be redrawn. <laughs> but I get why they have to be for something like this. Right. Um, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. It's, it's still, it's classic. It is, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's cool. I agree. Yeah. It is funny how in the designs, though, he has teeth. And then in the actual game, he does not. <laughs> right. Guess... Did he have teeth during, did he, did. Did he use he have did. teeth back in the shorts? Yes. I truly have never clocked that. <laughs> I, I just haven't. I've never clocked it. I don't think I've ever seen him eat. Uh, do ducks have teeth? That is a good question. Um, I know bunnies do. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know if ducks have teeth. You want to look it up? I'm going to look it up. All right, look I'm it up. look it up. All right, so let's dive into abominable snow right. rabbit oh what a cute little pink bunny rabbit i will name him george and i will hug him and pet him and squeeze him i'm not a bunny rabbit this was from 1961 and obviously directed by chuck, chuck jones. jones uh so abominable has some really fun attributes oh um they do not have teeth by they the do way. not have teeth they do not have teeth yes good so, to know good to know um, one of the things that I forgot to mention was Alibaba Bunny has some really crazy high key color palette choices by Ma Michael Maltese, uh, mm -hmm. who does the layouts and everything. Yeah. And going from that with all the reds, like there was even a scene where uh, the genie is in like the chartreuse, like super yeah. green. And like, Maybe you know, gets that, mad. yeah, he gets <laughs> mad. He turns red, but he's red against a red background. Yeah. And it's just a super vibrant red, and you have Daffy like walking amongst these red walls. Yeah. Contrast that with Abominable Snow Rabbit, where everything is blue. Yeah. High blues. Yep. But my favorite part about it is that the sky is yellow green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, because of the snow, because of the mountains, and the, the use of blue in the Yeti itself, mm -hmm. in, in the snowman. You couldn't use blue for the sky because every the entire picture would be blue. Right. So they came up with yellow green for the sky, and, and it, it worked. It, it gives off this flavor that I that I equate to uh, Batman the Animated Series, where oh. they made their their sky red. Yes, I forgot it, about that. It's so stark and it's yeah. so drastic, and I it love works. it. It's it works. It works so well. So yeah. so if you're drawing, if you're coming up with some kind of layout. Don't always lend like your sky to just a blue. Like, mm -hmm. be adventurous. Yeah, go out there, find new colors. The animation, the animation on on a lot of these shorts uh, was so because they were they were so practical, and a lot of times they were the first time that they were being done. Yeah. Uh. So, you know. Uh, uh, there's always. I mean, like we both are in the entertainment industry, and we get. Tangentially, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and we get we get these we get how problems come up and you have to problem solve, right? But back then, they were all new problems. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know? it was the first time. Because it, it was the first time a lot of these tackled. things. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these things have been tackled. So, uh, you know, put that with the limited technology that they had back then, where it was so practical and just drawn. 
it, it's really beautiful to see the simplicity of these really grandiose ideas um, and how much they've shaped so much going forward, especially as we've gotten like watch Avengers Endgame and see how like look at all the oh, skies yeah. in that. There's so many different colors, right? Yeah. And they pop so it's such a beautifully color colorful movie. It looks off world, even yeah. though it's on Earth. Yeah. Like that final battle. Infinity War and yeah. Endgame. They like it looks so off world, but the colors are so beautiful. Exactly. And a lot of you have animation to think for that. <laughs> you have animation you do. to think you for really that. You really do. Yeah. And that's that's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. I also wanted to bring up the design of the abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. And I love how his nose his 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 nose is designed as almost like a muppet. Like, yeah. like it, it looks like a puppet to me. Yeah. And I I love that. But like this adorable like uh, it's just like a huge ball on his face mm. and then he has the bangs that cover his yeah. eyes and he it, he, it looks like he looks a like a sheep dog he does like, yeah. yeah and i think that i mean and his personality is also that of a sheep dog uh you know very fluffy oh hi george, and, hi, george. <laughs> yeah it's very sheep doggish uh yeah he is such a fun way to draw because up to that point i'm sure and even afterwards yetis have been drawn as terrifying figures a lot of times yeah uh, and he was so cuddly he is and he <laughs> loves so, to cuddle he our loves characters. to cuddle yeah, yeah. i will love him and i will pet him and i will feed him and he's like stretching their necks <laughs> it's so funny man it's so great and once again i gotta t- i gotta throw it out to chuck jones for doing another short where the characters become tiny mm-hmm. in comparison to another giant yeah and i feel like th- that is the theme for all three of these is mm-hmm. if you want to see bugs and daffy uh, at their tiniest, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of shrinkage going on. Uh, definitely <laughs> yeah. check these. Out. <laughs> well, I think I think it's cool too because, like, even it's like you know, a lot of these shorts, they're anim- they're anamorphic characters. Is that how you say that yeah, word? Yeah. They're anamorphic characters. So even them up against some of the humans that were in this, they're all the same size. Right. Like Bugs Bunny is taller than Yosemite Sam. Right, he's a bunny, right? Exactly. So bunnies are small, ducks are small uh, compared to all these animals are small compared to what we know humans as. So to see a lot of these characters uh, actually shrink down to size to these big humans <laughs> or, right. or giants, or giants or and things yetis. like that, it actually <laughs> is them in their actual size, if you think about it. Uh, oh yeah, that's a good point. To, yeah. <laughs> to like the real world. And we didn't see that as much before, and not even much after. But these shorts really bought that home, where it's like, oh, let's show the actual true dynamic between the size of the real world and these rabbits and ducks, which are very tiny in true life. Exactly. Yeah. So here's here's my favorite contrast between these shorts, is that Abominable mm-hmm. has Daffy arrive into a scenario where there is nothing for him. Yeah. He is inappropriately dressed. Yep. He is ready for the beach and he dives into a frozen lake and it, it like bends his beak yep. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then a Yeti like tackles him and I love his expression of you're hurting me. I want to get away from this. <laughs> I am not a bunny rabbit. Yes, I'm not a bunny rabbit. <laughs> and you know, it, it's just like this really funny situation because you you don't love to see Daffy get hurt, but when Daffy gets hurt, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. I mean, you love you you do. I love it. I love to see him get hurt. I'm not gonna lie. I love to see him get hurt. Uh, because he's just so funny to because he gets so angry. His reactions he gets are the best. So angry. His reactions are the best, man. And but it's a different angry than Donald. Like true. When, when Donald gets angry, it's not funny. Uh, it's really not. Is and I well, I can't understand him. But that too. That too. Where but where, when Daffy gets angry, he takes it out against everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then also too, it's just like I wrote. I wrote a tweet recently. Saying growing up is understand, and many people write this tweet, uh, but growing up is understanding Squidward more. 
Uh, growing up is understanding Daffy more. Like, yeah. he has a reason to be angry. You're stretching my body. You're hurting me. <laughs> you told me we were going to the beach. We are in a snow land right now. Yeah, I'm, snow uh, I would be snow. mad. I would be mad. <laughs> I would be mad. I would be mad at that, too. So, like, I get it. I get it. I think that's why as I grow, I mean, like I said, Bugs Money is the GOAT. But as I grow older, I've always loved Daffy Duck. But as I grow older, I relate to him so much more it as must an have adult. Been, it must have been so stressful to travel in the underground tunnel with yeah. Bugs Bunny as a duck. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? No water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think you're going to a beach. <laughs> yeah. Expectations subverted. Yeah. In the worst possible way. And you uh, probably you knew Daffy was like, no, nah, we should go, we should go left here at Albuquerque again. But it's like, nah, let's go here. You know, Daffy knew. You, you know, knew. Daffy suggested the right way. <laughs> uh, I also love that Daffy is so into like a survival mindset that yeah. he's going to put bugs in the dangerous situation mm -hmm. and that always backfires on him always and it's so great like whenever bugs is like daffy's like what are the distinguishing characteristics of a rabbit that you find to be necessary <laughs> and the yeti's like well he's got long ears uh -huh. and like bugs is like slowly combing his ears <laughs> yeah. down and then he just raises two fingers behind daffy's head <laughs> It's so funny. It's great. It's because like every every move that Daffy makes is from a place of selfishness. Even though I get it, if you were if something was going to kill me, I would try to trick him to kill something else. <laughs> uh, but da but Bugs is always just thinking on his feet from a place of survival, right? right. Yeah. Um, and and also selfishness, but he does it better. Exactly. <laughs> he does it better. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know why he does it better, but he does it better. All right, we're going to take a quick break and give a quick word to our sponsor, Acme. Acme, it's where you buy your anvils. Welcome to Acme. Today, we have a really great discount on all rock movers. These are for any of those stressful times that you can't remember those special words to open your rocks to get into your treasure cave. Are you looking for a rock mover today? Yeah, I'm looking for a rock mover. I can't think of the two words that I need to move a rock, and I got a million dollars behind that rock. Oh, that's a lot of money, sir. It sure is a lot of money. I need to buy a house. I'm tired of living outside. It's hot out here. Well, yeah, let's move you out of that rock. Sir, here is the latest and greatest in Acme equipment. You're not going to find any better deal than here. All you need is this device, and you go up to your rock, and you say, Open, yes. Open, yes. Open, yes. Open, Are yes. you sure this is going to work? I'm 90, 19% sure. This will work. Ooh, I ain't never had odds as good as that. 19%? 19%. And this will cost you about $10. $10? Can I pay you after I open the rock? No, I need the money up front, sir. You can't leave unless you pay me. Wait a minute. Well, I got, I got it in my... What's your name? Are you The Rock? Well, no, but I can go get The Rock if you'd like. No, no. He okay, would beat me up. He would beat me up. All right, let me ask you this. Can I, do you take an IOU? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We can't do an IOU today, but this is a high quality item and currently it's already discounted. Usually it goes for $5,000. What? And you're giving it to me for $10? Well, I'm trying to, but you're making it very difficult, well, sir. Well, my money is behind the rock. Wait a minute. What's that back there? Where, sir? <laughs> Open the house. Money, 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 money. Open no. I actually had $10. Here you go. Oh, thank you, sir. And it worked, huh? That's great. Well, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, you haven't? Are no. We, that's strange. I thought I heard rocks Oh, move. no, no, no. You was distracted by what I told you to look at, well, which I, was a I bird. Saw, well, I did see a fly in the corner. Oh, yes. It was a flying bird. A, a bird that's a fly. It was a small bird fly. You know what? As a matter of fact... You've been so generous that I will give you that $5,000, Mr. Acme Man. Oh, that is 
that is oh that I I I can't even I can't even equate the measure of gratitude that that I have toward you right now. Thank you. All right, man. Acme, just the, the, the greatest company of all time and with the best odds of things working. 19%. 19%. And it worked, too. Uh, well, yeah, it will do that uh, 19% of the time. Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and make my way to Hollywood. Uh, they're filming Jumanji 3. Jumanji. And uh, I want Dwayne Johnson's role. So I'm going to point this at him and say, open yes. And he's going to explode. And I'm going to take his role and be the new, uh, what's his name in that movie? Smolderhouse. Well, sir, if he explodes, he still has two lives left. Oh, well, how many times does this work? Uh, once. Oh, you ain't say that. Have a good day, sir. And... All the rest of you, enjoy your Acme products out there. And we're back. I don't know if I would buy a rock opener yeah, man. from you. I don't, but, uh, I, don't think I, I don't think I would buy a rock opener. It doesn't seem to work. And when it does, only once? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If, if that. Yeah, and you seemingly get uh, fools to pay you. <laughs> it only was $10, but he still gave you 5000 because of that one time it worked. Right. I mean, that's, that's a bad business. Thing. That's bad business. That's yeah. bad business for him. Speaking of some not-so-bad business, thanks to Scopely, the company behind Looney Tunes and the World of Mayhem, we are able to do a giveaway, and I'm going to be awarding four lucky winners, 5,000 gems, and two golden tickets in the World of Mayhem. All you have to do to qualify is leave us a review on iTunes and follow us at This Means Pod on Twitter. That's it earn your way into gaining access to a bunch of information that we're always posting in the world of Looney Tunes, as well as gaining a upper hand amongst others that are out there playing the game if you want to win some really cool prizes. Uh, that is at This Means Pod on Twitter, and good luck out there. So, Well, uh, let's go ahead and have a quick discussion of how... Bugs and Daffy would be related today cool. into media or a parody version of something. Yeah. And I think that this pairing would be not only great at um, hosting the Oscars, <laughs> but if they were in a parody of some of the modern movies that came out, uh, mm. I think you could do a lot with that. Now, obviously, we have Space Jam 2 coming. Yeah. And Nick and Nike has been putting out some merchandise for that, including the jerseys, which we talked about last week, and now some shoes. Yeah, I can't wait for them shoes. Which man. look really cool. Yeah. Um, but outside of sports, where do you think Daffy and Bugs would fit into? I would love for them to be a little more branded into the into the fun world, like theme parkish world. Because I know there is Six Flags, but nobody goes to Six Flags and is excited to take a picture with Bugs Bunny. <laughs> you know, not not often, right? Right. Uh, well, that's due to lack of exposure of the characters. Right. I think if they are in... Okay, here, here's how I'm going to phrase this. If they're in a new uh, animated short mm -hmm. uh, coming out, because there are new animated shorts being created right now, as we speak, down yeah. the street at Warner Brothers, mm -hmm. there are over 200 of them. Oh, man, that's going to be dope. So we know. And they're classic shorts, like the old school ones, Old too. school retro yep. style with the comedy styles of, right. like, Ren and Stimpy mixed with, like, some family guy. But, like, modern takes on comedy, yeah. but with the retro styles and voices of the Looney Tunes. So Love it. If Bugs and Daffy are put together again, mm -hmm. what is the situation you want to see? You know, this is media, but it can be I, media. I would love, I would love to see a, a like a movie with them two where they aren't playing themselves. Okay. If that makes any sense, like, like a like a like some type of film where, and I guess they've done this before, but where they are playing like they're not. They're not Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. They are a character. Like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck is their actors. They're the act those are the actors, but they're playing true blue characters. Uh, okay, I got that. So it's very similar to my pitch, uh, which I made a couple of podcasts ago, and mm -hmm. I, I still think about to this day, is 
I really want, I think Looney Tunes are prime uh, holders of really strong parodies and really strong satire that could yeah. be implemented today. And if you had a Buster Bunny from Tiny Toons okay. and Bugs Bunny pairing, that could be the premise of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like right? that, where you something have like that. a movie that is rated R, but you you change it into Looney Land, and mm-hmm. then you bring them into the kids' world so that they're able to experience a similar yeah. uh, metaphor of growing old and you know being beyond the hill, but still wanting to put in that last-ditch effort to mm-hmm. win an award or make a difference you yeah. know i also think that there could be a really great joker parody in elmer fudd that would be fun how he devolved into just wanting to kill 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 yeah and hunt 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 right yeah right yeah so that how so how would you implement daffy and bugs that that classic pairing into one of these uh modern takes yeah i would love to see a truman show-esque movie with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck uh, where Bugs is Truman. No, switch it. Oh, you think Daffy should be Truman? Because going back to your point earlier, Duck and Muck being your favorite or one of like the favorite and best uh, uh, shorts, you have a Truman Show situation where if you put Daffy out there and he's the one that is like experiencing a world that is fake but he thinks it's real Although I think that would, I think he would just go along with it. He would just go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, "Oh, I'm popular everywhere." <laughs> right, right. Uh, although you know, maybe he didn't know that. Yeah. But but if you have Bugs as the Ed Harris character looking down on the him God. and like you know making everything happen and yeah, actually it would be really funny to have him start figuring out like I'm not in the real world. What is going on? What is going on? And uh, I also think that you should end that segment, like maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so then we get Daffy in the real world and like yeah. him walking around and like, I always wanted to see that too early. Yeah. Like you have Daffy, like just running into people and they're like, Oh my God, it's him. Yeah. And he's like eating it up and like, he becomes a celebrity and bugs is yeah. like losing his mind that he got out. Yeah. You know, that would be a fun I, I would love that idea. And then he'd be like, oh, I need to put somebody else in here. And then they, they create a new world and a new star. Mm. But who would that be? That, that would be like... Uh, I think that would be Sylvester. Sylvester. That would be Sylvester? That would be Sylvester, which is a pair we don't get often. Bugs and Sylvester? Bugs and Sylvester. That's true. Um, would, would, there, would there be a bunch of Tweety Birds in that world? I would say no. Really? I would take Tweety out of it because we're because so, it's so synonymous. Yeah. Like they're both so synonymous. Okay. That I think it would be cool to see. I mean, Sylvester has had cartoons without Tweety. Um, yes. So I think mainly it would be with cool. His son. Mainly with his son. Yes. So I think it would be cool to see him out of that element and just in this type of. What is going on? Right. <laughs> like, where a weird am I? simulation. Yeah. Which is exactly yeah. where I feel uh, Happy Death Day was going. Uh, Happy oh, Death Day love 3 that movie. would have been uh, would have been great. All about like the simulation. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I hope they. I, I, I don't totally think they're agree. gonna make a new one of those, but I hope they do. I I don't think so either. Although Happy Death Day would be a great Looney Tunes. That would be a good. Uh, that would be a fun one. Amalgam. No, I know that's a word, but I don't know what it means. Uh, I went to Analog. art school. Analog. That's the word. <laughs> okay, okay. Analog. So gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If you had Happy Death Day be about Bugs waking up and it's his birthday and then on his birthday he dies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, Bugs Bunny just died. Right, and which then, rarely but, happens. Exactly. And then he wakes up again and he's like, oh, what's going on, Doc? Mm-hmm. Like, I got to figure this out. And it's like this mystery, but it's like comedy. And mm-hmm. then, like, you get interactions between all the Looney Tunes in that world. Let me ask you a question with that. Because in Happy Death Day, the main character of that, somebody is trying to kill her, which is new for her. Right. Whereas with Bugs Bunny, somebody trying to kill him is very commonplace. <laughs> sure, but so who no one a, has ever done it. Nobody's before. ever succeeded. Exactly. Nobody's so, ever succeeded. So, so that, that would be, be a fun mystery. element. Yeah. That would be a fun element. Who actually succeeded? But if you were to take a Looney Tune character who generally isn't put in that position, who do you think it would be? Porky Pig. Por- Ooh. 
That would be a good one. Because nobody <laughs> ever tries to hurt Porky. Yeah. Porky, yeah. Porky is just a lovable pig. Exactly. That would be. And somebody's trying to kill him. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah. And he and like like she was in this version, he could be a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. I love it. I like that. I like that. So, uh, Warner Brothers, we need uh, parodies of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Happy Death Day and The Truman Show. Get Going to make it. them. Going to make them, please. I think it would be so fun to see that. Like, to see the characters that we know and love, but actually see them portrayed as... No, that Looney Tunes show we did was just acting. Like, we're, 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 real, oh, sure. we're real actors. That was just like... <laughs> Those are just like films that we ran. Yeah. This this isn't a new film I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. That's a fun take. Yeah, I would love that. That was that was a that's a fun thought. I'm gonna be thinking about that one now and think of more. I'm not right now, but like right. I'm gonna be thinking of I'm gonna be thinking of it over the next few days and try to think of more places I would put the dynamic of, of awesome. bugs and uh, bugs and Daffy in. Well, thank you, Jaquees, for being Dude, on the show. This Where was so can fun, people man. find you on social media? Uh, everywhere at Jaquees Neal. Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, that's where I'm at. Cool. At Jaquees Neal. Pretty nice and easy. Well, if you can spell Jaquees. Uh, J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. That's the way to do it. That's Perfect. where you can find me. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, and your podcast that you and I promote? Yeah, Culture, are... Culture Kings. Culture, um, Kings. Culture Kings on Earwolf. It's a fun show. Uh, we've had we 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 were we're new on Earwolf uh, as of this year, Congrats. but we had two years on iHeartRadio, so we have a huge back. So we this the show has been going on for a while. There's a lot of episodes to listen to, uh, and we got some really fun guests coming up. Lauren Lapkus. We have some John Gabris, Paul of Tompkins. Oh, love them. Some other some other really dope people um, as well. Very cool. So yeah, check that out. Do you cover Looney Tunes on there? Uh, we have never covered Looney Tunes on there because we generally don't cover topics, uh, oh, okay. so to say. I have done a Looney Tunes episode on Nerdificent, if you have ever heard of that show, uh, which is they cover nerdy topics. Yes. They bring a guest on, uh, a quote-unquote expert in the uh, topic. To, That's with uh, Danny Fernandez, right? Yeah, Danny Fernandez yeah. and Ify Wadiway. Uh, and I was on that. I, I did an episode of that, and my topic was Looney Tunes. Perfect. So, yeah, I got a got a whole hour plus episode just talking about the history of Looney Tunes. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, which was really fun to do. Well, we are definitely gonna have to get you back on here. Oh, please, man! I love. It. I would and love discuss it. Discuss more characters as yes. they come out in the game, as well as episodes how they relate to real life and Space uh, Jam Two, too. Space Jam oh, Two, news. Yeah. Listen, I'm ready. For, I'm ready. I'm ready for the. I hope Toon Squad loses. <laughs> Michael Jordan for life, baby. Wow, <laughs> that's a take. Do you wanna do you wanna be on the show whenever we cover the trailer? Uh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hit me up. I, I would I would love to do that. All right, I would cool. love to do that. If I, I can't do... wait to see it. I'm I, I, I am excited to see Space Jam too. I was not me when too. I heard about it, but I'm I'm very excited to see it. And I think Looney Tunes needs a reintroduction into the mainstream media, and this is gonna give it to them. So I'm ready for it. This along with the shorts, the yes. 200 shorts, uh, yeah. I think is gonna be a really good it's about time. Yeah, hurrah for the classics and uh, bringing them into the forefront. Yeah. And I can't wait to see more out of all of that. Yeah. And you can find me at This Means Podcast on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and This Means Pod at uh, are on Twitter. And if you are not uh, already subscribed to the blog, uh, go ahead and head over to podbean.com and find us there at podbean.com backslash This Means Podcast. All right, everybody. You know the drill. That's not all, folks. <laughs> and everybody have a great day. Ooh, what a cute little pink bunny rabbit. <coughs> Just what I always wanted, my own little bunny rabbit. I will name him George, and I will hug him and pet him and squeeze him. I'm not a bunny rabbit. And pat him and pet him and... You are hurting me. Put me down, please. And rub him and caress him and... I ain't